It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast. Uh, I'm hosting again this week as uh, Luke Joe's currently. Where is he, Charles? Is he he's driving? What's he up to? Driving. He's driving. He's, he's driving. Here in thirty. He'd be here in 30 minutes, maybe, maybe not. Who cares? Mm. The show goes on. Charlie's got plenty to say. He's just been saying a load off camp. Um, hey, let's see, see if he's still uh, being just as controversial on it. Um, yep, so I'm your host, Matt May, at Satman May on Twitter. Um, joined by the special guest, because they are always special. Uh, Tony, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing all right, mate. Trying to uh, knack this bottle of wine at the same time should be good for the yeah. show. He's necking a bottle of wine and he's got a beef stew and he's got a pit jack and he's having a great day. Pietro, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how are you doing, mate? There's just no decorum, is it? <laughs> Why no, okay. Yeah, it's mad. Pietro's cancelled a three hour meeting today to be. Uh... I'm a full professional. I quit my job. Exactly. Probably be sacked on then, Nick. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Pete. Uh, yeah, everyone is a winner for that. Um, and Cello, how you doing, mate? You good? I feel really special after that intro. Really, yeah. really special. Thanks, Matt. No you problem, mate. What, what do you want? Do you want to be the weatherman? Do you want to be, you know, you got your eagles? No, 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 no. That was just fine. Oh, okay. okay. Fantastic. Good to go. Uh, all right, you then. We didn't get around to getting a, a podcast in uh, sooner, closer to the last one we did, where we covered the um, first, uh, first load of key picks for the draft. Today we're picking up where we left off, covering uh, the rest of the draft, all the notable fantasy picks, talking about the value we think there is, and and those rankings. Tony's going to take us through it, and we're all going to have mm-hmm. a bit of a discussion. Uh, and let's talk a little bit as well about the winners and the losers um, of the draft. Yeah, any anyone on your team happened. So Tony, I'll hand over to you, mate. If you want to. Yeah, no worries. So round two kicked off with the first fantasy relevant player. Elijah Moore was taken to the Jets, uh, pick number two in round two. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, really. He dropped out the first, and I, I was thinking about this when the first ended. You know, you're looking at the big board who's left, and I think Elijah Moore was in a tier of his own at wide receiver. So I, I had him down to go very shortly after. He went number two to the Jets. So the Jets started out with Zach Wilson, then a guard in the first round, now Elijah Moore. So, and then we'll talk about another one they picked up in a bit. So, offense is a focus for the Jets. Um, I actually think it's a, obviously it could have been a better fit later on with the Saints or the Packers or whatever. But um, in terms of targets and going around, you're looking at Davis and Mims on the outside, and either Crowder or um, now Elijah Moore or Keelan Cole. One of them's going to win the slot job out out, out the gate. Um, more of a dynasty pick for me though this one rather than redraft but what, what do we think yeah it's a bit of a, a high pick in dynasty for someone who's going to struggle in the first year I mean there's there's a lot of competition on the Jets I mean they stack the receiver similar receivers as well which is a bit of a problem for him so yeah it's hard to invest a lot of draft capital in dynasty draft right now knowing that he may struggle year one you think he, he could have landed a lot better spot? I agree. Same. Yeah. There was a lot of better. Yeah. Yeah. Be... No, just I was going to say you were saying about the competition. It would be interesting to see whether 
they keep Crowder coming into the season is word that he's going to get cut before week one. He does, obviously, he moves up the death chart, which helps him tremendously. And obviously, it's a like-for-like position in the slot. So that would help greatly for his value. Yeah, Crowder is, well, Crowder was the best with Steve last year, but there's a lot of people saying... A lot of people saying he's going to get cut, so it's not just one. It's, it's, that's the genuine consensus out there. Um, is that what's the outside chance? Have you ever? Have you? Has anyone watched Elijah Moore properly? Because he can play on the outside as well. So, has Denzel Mims done enough to keep his role out there? They pay Corey Davis thirty-seven million or whatever. So I think the, yeah, number one. Has Mims done enough? You were quite high on Mims when we were going. I was. This. Yeah, I love. Admittedly, he was injured for pretty much the season. So, yeah, I think he's, he's definitely going to get another chance. He was injured for a lot of the year last year. He's a second-round pick. Uh, I mean, I think he... Obviously, Elijah Moore is a better slot than Corey Davis or Ben uh, Delman. So, I think those two will command the uh, perimeter roles and then more in the slots if Freda goes. They get, yeah, and also the slot receiver without a dominant tight end. We talk about this a lot, don't we? So, you know, if he gets that role, it's only Chris Herndon really in that tight end role that's going to challenge him across the middle. So, um, well, so I don't know. Was... as well. Don't forget about him. The no, UDFA, we've forgotten about you. We have, we have forgotten <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say, Matt, earlier? Going to say something? I was just going to talk about Friday because. To Dallas point, I think there is there, there's plenty of rumours that he's going to get cut, and I was just going to ask, what do you think? Um, so, do you think is what do you think happened to his value with the with the Elijah Moore pick? Firstly, and what do you think happens to Crider's value if he does get cut? Do you think he has an opportunity to go and and uh, win a win a prominent role somewhere else? Well, if yes. you've got him now, yeah, I, yeah, if you've got him now in Dynasty, you, you want him to get cut. Because they've invested in a two wide receiver uh, second rounders, as Cello said, Mims last year and Elijah Moore this year, two high round two wide receivers, and they paid Corey Davis thirty-seven million. So you actually, if you've got him, you want him to get cut. I think and his value is going to hit. Yeah, he yeah. can do a job in any team. He's a PPR machine as well in fantasy, so he's yeah. a very useful player. That, but now the Jets right now. Um, cool. So the next pick in the third in the second round was the Broncos trading up. I, I don't know why they gave, but they jumped in front of the Dolphins, um, and the Falcons at that point were fourth. So they could see a couple of teams. Oh no, maybe they traded with the Falcons. Anyway, they jumped in front of the Dol- Dolphins. I think they waited until Jets took the pick. If the Jets obviously took Tavonta Williams, then Broncos would have. Uh, gone elsewhere, but they saw you still on the board and they knew Falcons were next. Um, sorry, the Dolphins were after them. So they jumped in and took Javante Williams running back out of North Carolina. Um, it's funny because I actually said on this podcast before, they reminded me a little bit of CJ Anderson and now he lands with the Broncos and in a good way because obviously he was very good for fantasy at one stage. Um, I think he was actually top five running back one year. One year, um, yeah. Yeah, but obviously Williams got a bit more pedigree than him. I just think the, the way he's so low to the ground and bounces off people's spin drag. He's got, he, uh, C. Jansen got quite 
large quite quickly. So you hope that doesn't happen with Javon uh, Williams. But yeah, that was um interesting landing spot. Obviously, paid up for him. That's the big news there. Crushes Gordon. I think we all agree with that. Uh, Lindsay's yeah. gone and Mike Boone's there. So the room is now Malvin Gordon, Javon Williams, Mike Boone, and Royce Freeman is still there. What do we think of that? Yeah, I see this similar to the Rams kind of played out last year. We'll see Malcolm Brown, the equivalent of Malvin Gordon, this couple of weeks. Slowly faded, and then you'll see the switch, the big switch, to where they invested. The thing is, though, Malvin's got a DUI. <clears throat> we could potentially miss time, right, that season. Is that right? No, that's yeah. been cleared. It's, it's been cleared, been cleared, cleared but okay. he, he still could get a, a sanction from the NFL. So, yeah, but it's unlikely. It's unlikely. I think that's unlikely now. I think, but um, but in, in they, terms of the fit, I I love the fit in, in Denver. I, we're talking dynasty now. Not gonna have a full workload week one, uh, week one, year one. I think we all know that. I'm not sure it'd be so much of passing of the torch, but more of a, a split with Melvin Gordon. Uh, but obviously Melvin only on that one year deal. He's unrestricted at the end of that one-year deal, so he will almost certainly go elsewhere at the end of the, at the, end of the season. So passing over the torch, then. Well, my question... <laughs> hang on, that's what Pietro said. <laughs> this is... The, <laughs> what I mean is, it, it won't be... <laughs> it, it won't be like a campaign... It won't be... Towards the end of the year where you can get 100 carries. It'll be yeah. throughout the season you'll get a, uh, a face... More gradual. A transition of the torch. Also, yeah. no, you can't you can't compare Malcolm Brown to Malvin Gordon. I don't think. Well, that's Swift and Peterson. One's one's around one pick. That'll be better. But you, no, not Swift. Malvin's you got more than the that. Idea. I, I get. I, I think I'm more with Cello. That. So let's think of Lindsay last year. Is he going to get more more of a workload or less than a workload than Lindsay? Lindsay had fifty percent split with Malvin, more or less all year. Yeah. yeah. About that, about, very similar. So if it's, if it's about that, no, no one was really excited about Lindsay for last year. No. Well, he was injured yeah. again for a couple of games, and, and he, he didn't score a touchdown either, which no. didn't help his value. But yeah, what I was trying to get out there, <clears throat> I think Akers and Swift last year, if you got them, you knew, especially with Jonathan Taylor, sorry, putting him in the bracket as well. If they get a chance, they're not gonna, they, they're gonna take off and run. Whereas this one, I think I agree with Cello. I don't see the upside year one for Javante Williams. Um, unless they cut yeah. Gordon. So I heard that recently, and it was an interesting one. So they're either going to cut Royce Freeman or Melvin Gordon. Now, if they see enough over that, they save a lot more if they cut Gordon, obviously. But if Royce Freeman mm. can stick around instead, and they go with those three, Mike Boone is definitely staying there. They signed to him. Mm. So he's safe out of all, all of them. Um, obviously, if they cut Gordon, then... Job, jobs are good, in, but I don't know. Um, I think I know so. Yeah, I think I so but they they do like a, a veteran on someone like Melvin Gordon who can do the yeah. job. So, and yeah, he, he, he had so many touchdowns last year. He was actually so much better than Lindsay. I had a look at that. So they gave Melvin the work at the end of the year last year. Yeah. Well, so dynasty question: and where's he going in rookie drafts? Super wow, flex rookie him. drafts. You've, take, you've taken him, have you? Wait, no, this wasn't him. super flex, so I must, I'll take it back. I took him at the 107 in non super flex. 
which gives you a rough idea that you can take the quarterback out. Yeah, so if you add four or five quarterbacks, he ends up at 1.11, probably 1.10. If you want to take him over three, three quarterbacks. That's about right, isn't it? I think we talked about him on the pre-draft when being in that kind of 10, 11, 12 range. He definitely closed the gap to Eddie and with landing spots. I mean, Broncos versus Jags. No, well, it maybe not for me. Uh, I think at the end. But you don't think that's a good landing spot? <laughs> Broncos, yeah, yeah, long term, definitely. I think at the end. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, people I, I think, I think maybe I think at the end's closer to Harris than than Javante Williams personally. But that's just uh, I, you know, I was looking at Harris. Yeah, I, he's 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 very similar. He reminds me of Kamara, like I said before. So now he's got taken in round one. That's that's uh, sky's in a bit for him, I think. Um. Anyway, yeah, Javante Williams. Uh, ends of round one. We're all happy with that for Superflex. Cello is probably the highest on Javante Williams. Would you take I it higher? Him, yeah, I got him higher than that. Okay. I was trying to keep my mouth shut on this one, just in case you were, uh, you know, getting any info out of me. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, for the I'll record, he's two points of drafting. At 108, I would take him. So. Yeah, I, I'm at 108, and it's a very good chance at the end. And Javante Williams on the board there, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go. Well, I don't know, actually. I, I might look at my roster a little, bit, <laughs> a little harder. But, uh, this is what I can say. No, I'm, 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 I, I always said Etienne's better than, than Williams, so I'm probably going to stick to that. And I think one's ascending, one's an ascending team, and unless Rogers signs, then you know there's an argument to have about what's a better offense. Really, they're going to be behind the most as well. So the pass catch, I mean, the pass catching is what attracts them to Etienne. Um, so we'll see. I, I agree with the ascending team, but you got to think the Broncos is a very young team, literally just missing a quarterback. A quarterback yeah. changes the whole dynamic of the Broncos. Yeah, they got two. It, I, I think we're comparing. I think we're comparing. <laughs> we're still com- we're comparing um, Kamara to CJ Anderson now. That's what we need to keep. <laughs> so for me, uh, the pass catching uh, PPR is no question. Any PPR. Anyway, Matt, have you got anything to chip in there? What side oh, would you be on? Oh, Help me out because I'm getting bullied here. At the end versus William. Mm. Round um, one. Round one running back. Hard to say that. Yeah, I would. T- I would take Eddie and Williams, but they're close. But I got Williams where we had him 10, 11, 12. Um, and at the ends up there as well. It's interchangeable for me. I, I don't. I don't particularly mind. I think Williams has got a has got a long term uh, long term gain though. If if things pan out with uh, Melvin going, I got a question for you about the Broncos as well. With Aaron, this is not a rookie question. Um, who's the starting quarterback for the Broncos? Let's have a let's have your take right now. Just just give me the no name. Brainer. Pietro, go on. Is it Teddy? Teddy, 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 and Teddy. Okay, Tony. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oof. Okay, you'll leave that there. And Cello. <laughs> no, Aaron Rodgers. Are we talking just about the two of them, or are we talking about the whole league now? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we were talking the two of them, but yeah. go on. Anyone you want by the signs of it, fancy booking. Uh, eight out of two of them do like that. I don't even, I don't even Ooh, think that's okay. a question. Here we go. So, 
after we got. Have you um, watched Two Lock Players? This is not my decision now. Is it not your decision, Chow? Are you not choosing the offense of the Broncos these days? (laughs) Good of you to admit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's all. It's not because that was a personal question. Oh, and my brother owns him. That's why. That's why. I don't know. A different league, Pete. Don't worry. I can't pay you. I can't pay your price. Mm -hmm. Bargain basement, (laughs) Mike. It will be at this. (laughs) Right. Next. Next. Next next player was down at seventeen. So we had a run of offensive line, defensive backs, offensive tackle, defensive tackles. Then. At 17, my Arizona Cardinals selected Rondale Moore, wide receiver. And a lot of people think this is a good landing spot. And I've come around to it. I think I think it is a good landing spot. I think he fits the type of play that Arizona do, which is sideways throwing quite a lot with Kyler, um, stretching Kyler out. And then little receivers like Chase Edmonds. I mean, it's going to hurt Chase Edmonds, unfortunately. This is, which is a sneaky, sneaky um, uh, downturn because obviously we we assume Chase Edmonds got out of this uh, draft unscathed. But Rondell Moore is five foot seven, built like a running back to it for two fifteen. So his BMI is very strong because of his size and height. And a lot of people saying he's going to get quite a lot of jet sweeps and wide receiver screens. So. Again, fitting that kind of sideways offense, spread offense that Cliff runs. Probably hurts Chase Edmonds. Definitely hurts Kristen Kirk. Um, but the two receivers outside seem safe. Again, no tight end. So we go back to that theory. There should be quite a lot of work to go. Maybe this is what Cliff wanted to do. Four wide receivers and two of them in the slot. So, you know, it could be a spread, proper spread offense, which is another reason why I had Chase over Connor. But I think they go AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins wide out, Kirk and Rondell Moore in forward wide receiver sets, no tight end, and a running back chase out. So that probably is their base offense. Looking at it, what do you think? Um, no, you, you, go on. Go on. I was just say I ended up drafting Rondell Moore a couple of leagues, and I hated it originally. Pretty similar to you, but the more I think about it, the more I have come around to it. I mean. If we forget the, the top, I'm not going to talk about injuries, but he is up against Kirk and Isabella, who hardly performed last year. And I, he's got a great shot now at the third spot, which without a tight end is money in that offense. Generally, on a normal offense, I wouldn't be that attracted to a third, with, third receiver with a tight end on the team. But it does kind of work at, at the Cardinals, I do have to agree. So I have warmed up to it a bit more than I did. No, I picked him. Challenge pre-draft. So when you saw that spot, pre-draft. Well, you, you said it really well. I had spots in mind, but I took him for the slot. And that was Eagles, Miami, and the Cardinals. So I couldn't have been happier when he landed there. Um, yeah, I, I love the fit. You mentioned about the tight end or lack of tight end. The lack of production from Isabella, I think he's, he's just going to Falls at the wayside, and he's just competing with Christian Kirk. I mean, my brother said he didn't want to mention injuries, but AJ Green's not the picture of health, so 
Kirk would be a better fit outside if that were to happen. And he's got the slot all to himself, and they go four wide more than more than most teams. So uh, there's definitely not the like. Yeah, you gotta look past D Hop and AJ Green. It's quite hard, which when you do, yeah, is they space is for him and they throw the ball a lot. I reckon he'll be there for you at two point two challenge upcoming draft. He's going in that range, so. That's exactly what I took. Yep. Uh, okay, quick question. Rondell Moore or Elijah Moore? Rondell. Yeah, sure. Matt? Yeah. Cool. What about you? That's a good debate. Um, I'd That's actually nice. go Elijah. I would go Elijah Moore there because I think he's... I had him compared to Antonio Brown, if you remember. Um, about his deceleration and he, he just looks more like a wide receiver so I think he's probably longer lasting for the league I think the five foot seven thing scares me I know five foot nine and a half is not bigger but at least he's got some comps there he's got Steve Smith who's five foot nine I can't think of anyone who's five foot seven carried on and played in the league for a long time so I would go Elijah well, well. yeah we're not even going to talk about him <laughs> 15 years uh, in the league I reckon yeah. Next player, take Matt. Do you want to any, check anything in there? No, I. I was only going to add that I, I'm. I'm slightly concerned about Christian Kirk. Um, yeah. But uh, it is sure what it is. is. Yeah. I mean, Unfortunately. I know, but we'll, we'll see how it pans out. That's it. Okay. Next one. Pat Fryermouth, tight end to the Steelers at twenty-three. Lovely. Matt, got, you had in pre-draft. What do you what do you think as soon as that landing spot came in? Yeah, I, I'm I'm really happy with that. I, I think it's he's gonna to have to compete for it and earn it the first year. I'm not expecting too much production out of him first year, but beyond that point, um I think this is a great landing spot for him. For Dynasty, um I'm glad I had him. And the tight ends were forgotten, obviously, with Pitts. The the focus was on Pitts. Um but yeah, I I I love this. This is why I picked him up. I think mm. he's going to start the longevity, and Steelers is a is a fantastic landing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ebron will be out of the way next year, so well, yeah, exactly. Ebron's not... got the one year. I think, yeah, it'll be back and Juju, forth. I tell you, Juju's Juju's going to be out of the way as well. Thinking about the slot again, so that's Juju and Ebron gone next year. So he's actually got a really nice route for year two production, I would say. Well, Chandler's already said this, so I'm going to. I liked it again. Basically, Juju's playing as the, the main tight end on our team. I mean, he's, he's the red zone threat, and he was the un, the underneath throw. So, yeah, when Juju and Ebron go, that's yeah. opening it up nicely for him. Really nice. And the pits, do we, Steelers, is their tight end. If so do we, think, do we yeah. think he would go higher in a normal draft if Pitts wasn't here? If he was the number one tight end, on the, so if Pitts didn't even exist, yeah. Because he's going at yeah. yeah, I got him. I think I got him at in a tight end premium league. It's probably not that big a premium, but I got him at two point nine in a twelve. And that's a twelve man super back. So he, I mean, if he if Pitts wasn't there, he'd be at the start of the attack. I think. I just think because, it's, yeah, excuse your draft when you've got a talent like that on the board. Yeah, you, you don't play everyone else below. It just happens. Yeah, it's probably similar with Najee Harris. Is it? I think. His talent is above the other two before you even start. 
which is why they pushed down so far. Just taken. It happens. <laughs> Can't ignore it. Same with Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Anything else to add for the tight end before we go on to the next? No, again, it's a great fit. You, when you draft a, a tight end in Dynasty, you're not expecting year one production anyway. I mean, it's a very, very rare thing for a, a tight end coming out of college to produce year one. So I think, yeah, you, you'll have a year blocking or, or, you know, filling in when he needs to. And from year two, when Ebron and, and some other uh, targets are vacated, he, he can start producing. Okay. Next player off the board. Straight off the pat was Dwayne Eskeridge. Bit of a surprise this one to Seattle Seahawks at 24. I, to be honest, I haven't really got much. I think I didn't really have him that high. I mean, he's, he's gone over so many players. Terrence, Mar- Terrence Marshall comes off shortly. Um, Diami Brown. You know, there's a few Nico Collins. I'm not sure he was up there for talent-wise, but Seahawks obviously have a type, don't they? Because he's fast. I mean, you've got Metcalf, Lockett, and Eskridge. His his number one trait is speed, and he's very, very good at kick return. So I think now they paid Lockett $48 or whatever. They take him off all special teams duty. I don't think they want him to get injured anymore on special teams. So he just goes to number two role as a wide receiver. Eskridge picks up returning kick returns and punt returns. Um, and then he, he's, you know, in that running for the number three wide receiver. But, and, you know, tethered to, to Russell Wilson, but they don't throw that much. So I don't know how interested I am in that. I mean, was anyone starting David Moore last year? Just I picked him up, but I didn't have the guts to start him. That's so, because I don't see the value in the third receiver at the Seahawks. I still don't. I yeah, hate so this. That's, that's where answer. we are. He's 24 uh, and a half, actually, when starts. So he's the oldest receiver by a mile in this class. Well, at the top. So if that's got anything to do with it. Um, should we just skip over him, or do you want to, anyone want to chip, chip in? He's very, obviously, again, quite fast, quite skinny, five foot nine. So uh, small. I actually, I, I actually like the fit. I mean, the Seahawks are in need of a, a slot guy. He is a slot guy. He's attached to Russell Wilson, uh, you know, a good quarterback. David Moore had his had his moment. He's had his moments over his career at the Seahawks. He's had those those boom games. So it it, it will be enough target. It depends how they run their offense. If they're apparently going back to a run heavy offense, which I don't believe whatsoever, then fair enough. Yeah, there won't be enough targets to go around. But if, if Russell still you know performs like he did at the start of last year, there's plenty of production to go around for him. I, I don't see that at all. If any is. The fourth receiver, basically. Russell, he's got these two receivers in front. They've both got three, four years left on their deals. And then Russell will find a tight end like he does every year, which he falls in love with. He's going to get the red zone receptions. And then you've got Eskridge. I mean, he's next to no value for me. I think he's way too high in the draft, dynasty-wise. Going so, around the oh. place, you, you have to fade into the, the players coming up, I think. So, where are you taking him in? Uh, let's have a position on this. I fade him. I'm not taking him. He's, he's dropping. 
He's dropped. That's the only issue taken, man. Um, He's only here because of the Seahawks picked him so high. If the Seahawks didn't pick him here and he fell to where he should in the draft, where he predicted to, I don't think anyone's considering him in the second round. He's not a second round pick. I was going to say that. So, that's what I did. He's not a second round pick in Dynasty either. His other dart throws are like mid third, maybe. I mean, there's a point where we talk about uh, Tutu Atwell's the next player. I think these two are in the same bracket. They're going to drop down rookie drafts um, and in the middle of the third you, you, you can't ignore the second round draft capital so I think that's my line 3-4, three, 3-5, three, 3-6 three, around there I'm, I'm a lot higher I'm yeah. men to the second round here so I, I'm a lot higher I got him as my, my wide receiver sit so I should tell you everything why? wide receiver hang on a minute whoa 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 <laughs> wait a minute sit I got him I mean, I mean, hi, Alush. How's it going, mate? You come, in, you come in a good time. Yeah. We're going to skip over. Uh, we're going to skip over this name, and all of a sudden, Shallow's checked in wide receiver six. We're going to have to start. <laughs> yeah, we just call from Shallow again. But before we do that, Anto, are you drinking wine? I am. Yeah, I'm celebrating. It's draft day for a, a big league of ours. Number one, and it's Friday. A <laughs> wide receiver you all thought was rubbish. <laughs> Is wide receiver six? Yeah, I'm interested in who's got who's 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 this, like yeah. where's who's five? So you're not so are you not gonna eat alive more? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Wow. Didn't so, like the uh, spot, don't like the spot, Elijah Moore. So. so he's probably got Terrence Marshall b- below. Yep. Tony That's below. Yeah. Tony's Tony definitely. Over. Elijah Martin, first, first round capital. You can't ignore that. You say you can't ignore second round. You can't ignore first round. Sure, you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got you got Chase Bateman, Devonta Smith, Marshall, uh, Tony, and then your boy. You want to know my six? You? Yeah, please. Yeah, I need to. Jamar, Chase, Devonta Smith, Waddle. Bateman, Rondell Moore, and Eskridge. He hasn't got Marshall. He's got Eskridge over Marshall. He hasn't got Marshall there. Okay. Wow. Why would I? Let's talk about Marshall because he he is next. (laughs) After Atwell, Marshall went to the Panthers. I I actually great spot. He's got Mm. his old coach. Um, He's in a battle with David Moore, funny enough, that we just talked about, for the number three receiver. And I think coach being drafted in the second by his old coach again gives him the leg up the best thing about Marshall he can play inside and out can he is he played 90% of his last year in the slot but we talked about this when Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase were there LSU Marshall basically stayed on the outside the whole time so he's one of the very few players in this draft that can play outside and inside very very good so very very well Um, the only thing is the quarterbacks Sam Darnold's is he going to be able to? So we had that stat about Teddy Bridgewater supporting three wide receivers at the Panthers last year. Can Darnold do the same? Terrence Marshall as the third. That would be my only question back there. Well, I would say he's the fourth in target, and I don't think I don't think there's enough targets to go around for him with Sam Darnold there. I just don't. This is uh, again. 
not a dynasty analysis because obviously Robbie Anderson's at the end of his deal at the end of the year. So you've got to see who's there next year. But in terms of this year, I can't I can't see much of a target here for him. I don't care about that. I see him as a perfect replacement for Robbie Anderson next year. He is, after a couple of receivers you named, the only one coming up now with both the talent and the size to really size. be a the receiver. The size is huge, I'm sorry. No pun intended. It's, it's big. You can't ignore it. People are picking. I, I don't know above Marshall. If he could be the number two on his offense and pull up what Robbie Anderson said, with similar, if not more, talent. It's surely worth a picking dynasty over the fourth target target at the Seahawks who are going to run the ball. Mm. I'm just on last. I can't get over it. <laughs> Can I just pause for a second? We've, we started yeah, our I'll, draft. We have started our draft. Trey Lance has, has fallen to five, and I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. That should have been my pick as well, funny enough. But um, I'm, I'm up in a couple of picks time. Top five has gone Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Trey Lance at five. So the next three probably going to be Pitts, Wilson, and Etienne. I think, anyway, those three will go very quickly. And then there's a bit of a teardrop. So I'll get, I'm, I'm at the back of that three. So I'm quite happy with either of those. But um, no surprises there. The only, yeah, I think the big surprise was Fields going at two and Lance going at five. That's probably, as Jello just said, that's a bit of a shocker. Lance has got the rushing upside to be close to Lawrence, really, rather than three. So I would have Lance. We talked about this before. Lance is QB2, but closest to number one than Fields. But whatever. People pick who they like. And uh, someone's on the clock now. And he's not very happy that Lance has gone, I think, and left with Pitts. Or no, you'll probably put it on the block. You won't take Pitts. So, Charles, if you want Pitts, go and speak to your wonderful cousin. Sometimes this podcast. Right. Anything else? <laughs> take Pitts. Anything else? On... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terrence Marshall, yeah, that was the last one we talked about. I think that's a good, good pick um, by Caroline. Right then, three quarterbacks go on the off off the board very quickly. Should we talk about them? Because super flex time, and you've got Carl Trask at Buccaneers, Callum Mond at Vikings, and straight away Davis Mills at Tech. First of all, who's the best out of those three? Has anyone seen enough of them to have a, an opinion? Because I'm not. I've, very, I, I, I've seen a little bit of the first two. I haven't seen much of Davis Mills. Although I've heard bad things. I've read bad things, even. Davis Mills, so I'm on the clock at... I get, right, I'm on the clock at 4.4 in a league. Davis Mills is the only one left out of those three, and I'm still thinking about not picking him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that tells you. If it was Keller Mond, I'd be taking him. So I think Mond's got the rushing upside. He's actually got... I know he's behind Cousins, but out of the three of them, I actually like one as a fantasy. He's got the Russian upside, so if he was to have a shot at it, then he would get the most fantasy points out of it. But Trask is probably going to... They picked him in the bottom of the second, so he's, 
he's more than likely going to start for all of them, probably. Brady ever retires soon. So, um, <laughs> would you take yeah, a swing at these in the third round? In the third round of a rookie draft, or is it fourth? No, it depends on need. If you're in need of quarterback and a super flex, then yeah, you take a, the first two. I would take a, a swing at either of those, uh, not Davis Mills. I'd be tempted in the third because I don't really like the talent beside there at this board. A receiver, a running back, or any of the other positions. So I'd be very tempted in the third and fourth to take stabs on quarterback in Superflex League. And I did. What'd you get? Hmm? What did you get? I ended up with a bloke called Ian. Oh, Ian, board. yeah, I know, Ian, the plumber. I listened to a podcast, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but they said he's more likely to be a coach for he is a... That is the pedigree script was going for. Uh, uh, okay, right, so we get into some other things in the fourth. I'll, tell me if I've missed anyone, sorry, in the third round. Tell me if I missed anyone in or Josh Palmer to the Chargers wide receiver. Quick thought. Never heard good of him. Landing good landing Never spot. Yeah, good yeah, landing good, spot. Not sure by the talent. Spot and made him a, a waiver wire favorite. All based yeah. on land. Oh, I did. Uh, next one. Tight end Dolphins and the long. Mm. Not sure. Fancy relevant there. Dolphins got some players. Diami Brown, next one, Washington. Uh, Washington at eight, number 18, wide receiver. So he dropped, actually. He was going to, he was a lock the second I was reading, but he's dropped. So a little bit like a one trick pony, plays on the left side only, 92%. So the quarterback's backside strange, but he really made it over the right side of the field. And also he ran most nine routes, as in the go routes in Polar College. So he, he looks like he's going to do one thing at Washington. But guess who yeah. their quarterback is? Bigs. Someone who's not scared yeah. to throw it long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he is starting on the outside, I like his production early on out of all these receivers. So he is someone I would take over Eskridge for that reason, Cello. I think he might yeah. flash early as a rookie rather than Eskridge. See, th- 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 I was just about to say that's the sort of player I wouldn't touch because I don't see any development into a, a defined role or a defined eight foot. So uh, it's the sort of player I just wouldn't go for in a draft. Surely it's upside though, Joe. He's the sort of player that you plug and play as a streamer in redraft if you need someone, but he's so deep that you wouldn't even do that unless you're in like a 40-man league. That, that's the sort of player he is. So I would never draft a player like that. Antonio put it perfectly. One-trick pony, very limited skill set. Very limited role in the offense. We've got Terry McLaurin in front of him, and um, and uh, Logan Thomas. So the Tigers is just not going to be there. Yeah, I just think he's a he is a perfect match for Fitz. So that's got me intrigued. I think, and he's going to start. Fitz is not there he... very long. No, but knows Curtis Samuel. He's only there for one year. Don't forget. I didn't even mention Curtis Samuel. Well, he's only got one year, so you know, yeah. no guarantee. Hang around. Um, 
Well, I'll just read that. Right, we get to some running. No, we don't. Nearly get to some running backs. One more receiver went before. Amari Rogers went to the pack. I, I can't so say I've like, seen much, but the landing spot's nice. I can't say I've seen much, though. I was intrigued by this. Carl Pitt. Pitts off the board. Oh, um, yeah, I, I like the I, anyone going to Green Bay until all this news came out was good. Yeah, let's hope is Rogers getting past the ball by. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a Rogers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this landing spot's nice. great. And, and he's a great pickup later in, in the draft. Again, he's got the upside potential. But yeah, the off seasons, uh, the off the pitch stuff for Barry Rogers is potentially troubling. But by the time you're picking, by the time you're picking someone like this player in your draft, you're, you're taking a chance. He's a good person to take a chance. Yeah, well, uh, the opportunity will be there. Uh, the the there's not many mouths, so yeah, I, I, I completely agree. It's an actress. Next receiver is no. Hang on, there's not another one. Next was a running back, Trey Sermon, 49ers. Does anyone like any of these running backs <laughs> after the top three? I'll be, I'll be serious. How many running backs? Like any of them? <laughs> what are we talking at the 49ers next? 16, 17 running backs. Oh god, and they'll be productive on one week, which you don't pick them or play they them. Will, they will cost so... me a lot of fab. That's what they will do. They will cost me a lot of fab. <laughs> In the redraft. No, Trey Simmons shot that ball when he got drafted. They traded up for him, so they clearly want him. It's not like he fell to him. Um, But I just, I'm just not that interested. Who's the starting running back in 49? Most of it. Yeah. And which does put Simmons right behind him? What about Jeff Williams? Uh, Wilson? No, I still think. I mean, Jeff finished the season so strong. I'd be amazed if he hasn't earned, earned some of the chance. Well, that's the problem. Right. He'll play them all. <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is our dynasty fantasy problem. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's not as nice a spot as we think. But <clears throat> let's be honest. It's a headache. Nico Collins, the Texan wide receiver. This is the one I'm talking about. If you want size and opportunity, this is a decent pick, yeah. A decent dart throw, should we call it? He's a big lad. The, the land is is, is oh, it does. The Sean Watson. Because the Sean Watson or, or who is it? Tyrod. Or Davis Mills. I mean, Ball's gotta go a, somewhere. Yeah. Oh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just Brandon Cooks. Sorry, I, I didn't realise it was a question. I, Cooks. <laughs> I think he is a big lad who can do, who's got opportunity. So I would rather take a dart throw here than I would on the fourth receiver to steal. I'll bring that again. He's a big tag. <laughs> you've, you've got to assume that Deshaun is throwing the ball. You've got to just assume. And he's a big target. So take him. Why not? In the late rounds again. Yeah, what is he? He's a, four, he's a four frame pick, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yes. what we're talking we're last range, rookie draft. Yeah, yeah okay. Palmer, Nico Collins, 
can take him or yes, you can take an undrafted area. rookie. I like the thought, bro. All right, next one. Going to the end around three now. Anthony Swartz went to the Browns. Uh, so, yeah, he did. We could probably cap it here, actually, in round three. This is probably the last one I'll talk about, but he's just got speed. He looks like a gadget player, but they have got a space at one, two, three, and the Browns, don't they? Um, should we just quick? Uh, we won't go through all of the rounds. So, we haven't talked about Michael Carter, the Jets. Do you want to quickly? Does anyone want to talk about that? So, that was round four. Um, good spot, obviously, the Jets running back. Is he just a pass catching back, though? That's my that's my question for, for you all. I, I I think he might be, you know, so that's going to cap his upside. I, I think he's certainly in a mold of pass catcher. And I think he'll be stuck in a similar role to Tariq Cohen for his team. Stuck there. He is, but, uh, but for certain teams, I think he can be valuable. Uh, I mean, taking shots on Bay Sermon and, and, I don't know, um, Larry Raintree or expecting them to be three down back or whatever. I'd rather have someone who's got a defined role who can actually score you some points for your team. Because some people are so so thin at running back, he will score points week one. So you know, depends how greedy you are. You're not getting a three, not getting a three down back, but you're getting points. You're kind of sat there hoping he turns into James White if you draft him. That's I think that's your best case scenario. It's unlikely, but yeah. He fills the flex spot for most, so it's fine. In PPR, like. There you go, Vita. I've got it. I love you, Matt. What, That's what you think. What, what do you expect in him, Matt? What, what, what sort of uh, role do you expect from him? He's still got to develop. Uh, he's got, he's, I think he, he's. I'm not expecting. But. You know, he's he's one of those players. Who I'm happy to wait and see what happens. He could the land is kind of where um, he's got an opportunity. So potential upside. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not too worried, but I'm not. I'm certainly not uh, expecting a world from him. He won't be going into my starting lineup. So I've seen uh, how, how he does at the Jets. Developing team. Yeah, one way of saying. Last one then for me. I'm on Ross St. Brown because I think he's got immediate um, fantasy value at the Lion. What? So I'm actually, I well, looking at the depth chart, I think Tyrell, Brashad Perriman, Quintess Cephas, and Amar St. Brown. So he's, he's in that conversation already, the starting slot receiver, and he can play outside. So Tyrell, I mean, he might be finished. So, you know, there's a chance there's Perriman. Cephas and Aman Rasi Brown on, on the get go. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, my, my dynasty concern here is it's such a glaring hole on their offense, and they got picks next year in the first couple of rounds that they're going to address it. So, short term, I agree, but dynasty wise, I don't think he's got enough to be a man on that offense. I think they'll draft a couple of receivers. Or at least bring in one as well. Mm. I, I, I agree in the sense that he's, he's not an alpha receiver, but 
he'll definitely have a, a role in the offense. He's a slot guy. He'll probably be a you know WR two flex sort of value. But I got him higher than some of these other receivers, which have been drafted before him. So yeah, he, 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 he is a. I was just saying, my worry is the trajectory. Normally, you want your receivers to go that way, your rookies to go up. I think he's going to be one that actually goes down from his first year. So I think next year they address the position heavily. So I think that'll affect you in Dynasty and definitely affect his value, which is why you're looking at his value for these players. And he's stuck there for four or five years. Hmm. <laughs> Cool. That's it. I think Matt. Uh, there's no other one, unless anyone can think of anyone else. Chuba Hubbard, not really. He's a backup. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah he's got a start, and he's. I think Josh Reynolds is sneaky, to be honest, for a redraft this yeah. year. It's a free um, set on a run-heavy team. Not great. But yeah, the problem with Des Fitzpatrick is he wasn't a strong prospect, so. Uh, no, I think the hope is he fills the Corey Davis role. Is what I well, well, I tell you, one was thinking seventh player overall in round one, and uh, the other player was an an off really round four or five. So there's a big difference there. Kenny Gainwell at Eagles. Disappointing landing spot there for Kenny yeah. Gainwell. That's me. Yeah. Uh, Trevor uh, Hubbard and Gainwell would have disappointed a lot of people. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, you're gonna I do like there's one other receiver I like, which is the Minnesota chap. Um Smith Marset, is it? Marset, yeah. Oh my goodness. I threw on some of his highlights after the because I he realized he only went he didn't go in our league. Someone bid ten dollars on him, I was like, what? I, I before that, well. before that, <laughs> uh, yeah, before that, I had a look. He looks, he looks something special there, to be honest. So, I think out of all of them, I would be pretty excited for him to rise up with that chart mm-hmm. instead of Chad BB and um, Oliver C. Johnson. But yeah, that is the draft. Finito. Nice. And I'm on the clock. Unbelievable. Oh, Tony's on the clock. Luch. Um, well, well, Tony. Sorts his pick eight. You can see the panic in his eyes. Oh, he's so much wine. He's just wishing. Well, I was going to come and ask Cello. I was going to come and ask Cello if you wanted to trade up because he ain't. He's, not going <laughs> he's five picks away and he's not getting Javante Williams. So if he wants to come up, if this if this <laughs> just, pick is not I Javante Williams, I'm going. I do know. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ever wanted to have a chat with me about a trade, now's your chance. Yeah, I'll be chatting <laughs> live on here. Luke, you haven't had a chance to speak much, so we'll give you a, a chance now. What is um, what rookie have you got shares in that you you were coming away from the draft most excited about? Or is that too <laughs> tough a question uh, after a day's worth of teaching? I know it's that hard. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's it, just it, a hilarious question, Matt. Because in my draft, oh well, what the fun the fun draft? Well, I, all drafts are fun. If you draft no. <laughs> But the one draft I made, I had a pick in the fourth round, and I chose some guy called Highland Hill, um, for the Green Bay Packers running back. And I just completely panicked. Um, <laughs> I so mean, yeah. you're you're a Green Bay fan, um, yeah. So we can see where you, where the logic is behind. Yeah. 
I mean, similar, yeah, to, similar to, to Nick Tomo Thompson in our league, who will always take Washington player. <laughs> yeah. And he um, tells me often that people offer him Washington players left, right, centre. Players he's yeah. never even heard of, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pat Margot told me as well, but I'm not really excited about them. them. I don't even know who the one guy was that I picked. Anyone help me? <laughs> and this is why people listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, well, this is why I do the hosting normally to learn from you boys. Because I am absolutely clueless. I'm the person that should be listening to the show. So I'm hosting it. And you guys are the expert, expert for me. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, I, I always go for the expert picks and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm not excited. Until they're on the field, and I can actually see they can catch a ball in the NFL. I'm not excited about anybody. Even Trevor Lawrence. When I'm not excited. He's rookies ever. I don't, <laughs> I hate, the only reason why I have rookies is so I can put him on the taxi squad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go then. To, to sign off, and I'm just looking for one name from all of you. We'll go around, and I want to know who's Justin Jefferson this season. Get through. Give me him. Hang on. I just did a question. Who's... Who's just in Because I know Tony's going to say it's, it's Devonta Smooth. Oh. I don't know if it's you can guy, say that. They're too high I, rated. Yeah, that's the issue. It's the guy that nobody knows about. I'm going to go with him. Well, hang on. Jeff, Jefferson went in the first round last year. Agreed. So maybe, maybe that's not the right question yeah, there. So who, who, someone outside the first round you're looking for, Matt, are you? Yeah, go on. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be outside the first round. Basically, who do you think is going to pop off that maybe uh, not too many people so not your team what did Lucy any of them I said Tony Tony at the Giants I don't think he's going to get enough volume or Tony after his beef stew <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I don't know I can't answer your question here yeah no I, I mean I like, I'm, I like Devonta Smith I think Devonta Smith is the answer to Jefferson they both went around one um, I think Jefferson went in pick 21. Smith went in pick 10. For the Eagles. I, I think that's good because you'll get, you'll get volume straight away. And he's got Someone a point to Is he the one with the really skinny leg? He's got a point yeah. to prove. And that's uh, exactly yeah. the point he's got to prove in. He's injured. Week one, injured. People are writing him off. I don't think you can <laughs> He's ready. None of these no, players are getting just Jefferson numbers. I'll say that. No. None of these players. They, they were record break numbers. So. But the, uh, Devon Smith has got the best chance out of all of them. If he stays Volume there. is king. Volume is king. Yeah. Yeah. Land is spot and talent. He's got the best chance. Fantastic. Well, that's Pietro's answer as well. By the way, he's not. He shows the differential. He's backing his player. So there we go. And that's it. That's the, uh, that's the 2021 draft. So here's all your fancy value chat and debate. Obviously, if you want to uh, call any of us out, <coughs> cello mainly, um, <laughs> and you can uh, you can find us on at Bangers Crash Pod. Um, Tony, where can people find you, mate? To tell you to pick when you are finally on the clock. Uh, FF underscore lights out seven. So a bottle of wine. That was Luke, good. Yeah. Where can people find you, mate? I don't actually know, Matt. I've never had to do this. So I think it's FF. I, I, think, I think they shine. They, well, they do, Matt. They they shine uh, the 
the bat symbol in the in the sky and Lucia yeah. just yeah <laughs> it's, 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 I that's how you find it it's, it's either yeah. a bat symbol so it's a watermelon that sort of shape <laughs> shape is massive head um wow but we're going to the and, and, a, and a great host you are, mate. You only turn up 30 minutes late, so that's brilliant. Oh, I um, <laughs> And the professor and the doctor and the weatherman and all the rest of them, you can find them at, uh, at the main handle of uh, Bangers Crash Pod. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Hopefully, we've uh, given you some food for your upcoming rookie rats and uh, best of luck with them. And we'll catch up with you next week. Bye. Ta-da.